in addition to that, I do teach online. So I have a bunch of courses on platforms like Udemy and Skillshare. And then the third thing I do is I create content. I think that's what you saw. Recently, I've been really super active on both TikTok and YouTube. Today, I get to speak with Ali Mirza. I met him on TikTok and I was like, I really want to talk to this guy. He's the CEO and founder of iSocialU, a digital marketing agency based in Dallas, Texas. In the last 10 years, Ali has developed digital marketing solutions and growth hacking strategies for several mega brands, SMBs, startups, and agencies. At iSocialU, he helps brands with two important aspects of digital marketing. Number one, how to build the right type of audience. Number two, how to generate leads and revenue using Facebook ads and digital creative strategies. So let's dig into this episode and speak with Ali Mirza. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Hey, Ellie, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for, for having me. Yeah, I think we've been, we've been connected on Facebook for a while and TikTok. So yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely. So what's really crazy, Ellie, is how TikTok has totally changed the, the social media platform in the past 18 months. I mean, it wasn't even on the radar for a lot of people. It was initially called Musical.ly and, and I think Gary Vaynerchuk mentioned it. And then they changed the name and like all the rest is history. Yep, yep. So tell us, you know, a little bit about your background and how you got started in the social media and all of it, like what's your expertise and and all those fun things. Yes, so I'll try to keep it brief and then we can, you know, dig deep into anything that you like. Um, So I run a social uh, agency called iSocialU, work with a lot of clients anything under the umbrella of social media. So think of strategy, think of execution, think of Facebook ads, that's what we do. Basically I tell people we're, we're, we act as uh, fractional CMOs for businesses. So someone who can come in and look at your business and understand what your business is, who's mm. your audience, and then what, you, what channels you need to use, how much budget you need to use if you have ads. So that's like what we do. Um, in addition to that, I do teach online. So I have a bunch of courses on platforms like Udemy and Skillshare. Um, and then the third thing I do is I create content. I think that's what you saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, I've been really super active on both TikTok and YouTube. Um, so that's the, the, the current state of like my Ali's world. Yeah. My background is I'm from Pakistan. I moved here nine days before 9-11 in 2001 and 9-11 is my date of birth <laughs> wow. so yeah it's just lots of like ups and downs I mm-hmm. um, my degree from school was electrical but somehow you know I changed from electrical engineer to digital and social media marketing now um, but yeah that's that's what I do these days that's that's pretty awesome and epic dude so myself I'm from Pakistan as well and I moved out here back in 95 um long story really long story how i and it's it's just been fun just watching the internet grow as 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 you see it right um social media has been i mean 
back in the days when I was working at this company, Web Visible, we focused on local media ads like Google ads and whatnot. And we even had a platform where we, where people can manage their digital campaigns. So we're working, we're working in that company. And around that time, the CMO was talking about Facebook ads. And I was like, what is Facebook ads, right? It was so brand new, like nobody had seen it. And now Facebook is one of the leading industries where people are buying and selling ads. And I think even now it's a lot cheaper than yep. buying ads yep. for other, other platforms. Yeah. Really, really fun. Uh, so you mentioned about, you know, helping companies launch their Facebook or their ad strategy, their social media strategy to bring in traffic to their businesses, to bring in traffic to their products. So what are some of the top 10 things, like some, a small company that's just starting out, what's some of the, what are the top 10 things that they should be doing right now? Yeah, I think the, uh, I'll kind of talk about a couple of those that the mistakes that I'm seeing, uh, you know, small businesses or anyone making. Number one is, I don't think people, businesses, small or big, I don't think they're creating enough content. I know, you know, the content marketing and social and TikTok, everyone talks about these. But when I look at, you know, small businesses, when you think of content or in their mind, content means, hey, buy my product. Hey, it's yeah, 20% off or Black Friday sale or mm -hmm. some kind of sale or discount. So that's what they think. But they're missing out on, as consumers, we don't go to Facebook to buy things. No. Right? As companies, so there's a big gap. As, as companies or brands, we want to sell on Facebook or social media. But as consumers, we don't go to Facebook to buy. I don't log into Facebook to buy shoes or glasses or, you know, I, I'm, I'm there to connect to, you know, mm -hmm. uh, education, entertainment, right? So I think that's the number one mistake or that I see people make is content. They When they think of content, they think that, hey, we have to sell something. Let's create content that tells people how awesome our product is so they can buy it. But that's not the right approach because people mm. don't go to social media, Facebook or TikTok just to buy stuff. Um, so that's the number one thing, I'll, you know, I, uh, the mistake that people make is your content needs to be educational, informational, and then it should solve people's problems. Right. Wow. If you want to get yeah. their attention. So that's the, you know, number one mistake. The second thing is there are some people who, who realize, yeah, content and what type of content, but then they get into this, this place where they're looking at other people. And this happens a lot with either small businesses or like personal brands. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we look at other people. So we look at like Gary V's or Pat Flint's or other like, you know, influence or even like brands like Starbucks. And we try to do what they are doing on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. And what we don't realize is we're at step number one. They're at like step number 1000, right? So I always tell people the best way to do content marketing is do what's easy and natural for you is. And a lot of people talk about, you know, do you find yourself? Mm -hmm. That's, it's the same thing. So that's yeah. the second sort of mistake. You know, first is not realizing what content marketing is. And second is people make or brands make content marketing really difficult by trying to copy other people. And the third thing I would point out is people don't realize platforms like Facebook, or Instagram, even like LinkedIn, these are public companies, right? Yeah. So they make money when we spend ad dollars on those platforms, right? 
Um, so if you want to, a lot of time people are like, Hey, we're doing everything right. We're creating good content. We're creating good videos on Facebook, but no one is seeing our content. So they don't realize that these companies now, you know, if you talk about organic reach, only the, the two platforms that have organic reach now is uh, TikTok and LinkedIn. Yep. If you talk about, you know, more established platforms like Facebook or Instagram, organic reach is not the same as like 2015, 2016. So people don't realize how important paid advertising is. So mm. it's not just about, you know, uh, creating good content, educational content, depending on your platform, you also have to invest in ads to make sure right people see your content and you get their attention and then get them to take action. Those are the three things I see the mistakes people you know make. And the, the number four I will add is, um, and it's specific to TikTok. That's how we kind of like started this conversation. Mm-hmm. People still think, especially brands, they still think that TikTok is just for like teens or Gen Z, or it's just for like dances. But that's not true. Um, I think you you consume a lot of content on TikTok. I create mm-hmm. a lot of content on TikTok. So yeah. I'm seeing more and more. If you if I go to my sort of like home feed or the the uh, the for you feed the on TikTok, feed, yeah. yeah, I'm seeing almost like 80% of the content is people like me. It's people talking about marketing tips or Instagram tips or or social media tips or SEO tips because that's the kind of content I create. That's mm-hmm. the kind of content I consume, and TikTok knows that. Right. So uh, I want to kind of bring it back to the mistake businesses are making is they're they're not taking, in my opinion, TikTok seriously. Uh, It's growing. There's a lot of organic reach. Uh, And depending on on obviously the nature of the business, I think uh, uh, businesses can benefit from TikTok a lot. Um, So those are the four things I'll mention, the mistakes people are making. No, those are those are excellent points. And I I think what one of the things that you mentioned about you got to have informational content, got to have informational and like personal information, not just personal, but something that relates to you on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I think what that does is now you have a set of content that even people, if we, even people discover you through an ad, they come to see your page and like, okay, this person is someone real. I would definitely want to buy something from him or some, you know, what is he teaching? Like I can say this pretty blandly that I've purchased a few of Pat Flynn's courses. I did not know this man for a long time till I read about him in, um, in the book, Gary Vaynerchuk's book. And then even before that, I, I kind of had heard of him and I was like, I don't know if this is real. It's like, wait, who is this man? But then the more I consume his content, the more I learn about him, the more I saw very many similarities. So that's so true. Yeah. And, and then, if you, sorry, Janet, to cut you off. If yeah, you, go ahead. If you pay attention to, or if you notice, and you probably have, um, you did notice, Pat's content, like 80% of that content is educational. Like he talks about, you know, the, the, the passive income. He talks about building YouTube channels these days. He talks about, uh, you know, creating like podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about, you know, doing, how do you create like podcasts? He's like educating people and probably like 10 to 20% of his content is telling people, hey, go buy my stuff. Or, you know, here's, I do have products that you can buy. But yeah. majority of his content is just to educate people, to help them, to inform them. Yeah. And, and he is creating a ton and ton of content for sure. And when, when, when Gary uh, put out that content book, the content mm-hmm. strategy of 64 pieces of content out of one piece of content, 
yeah. or 264 contents a day. People just went nuts. Like, how can you create so many pieces of content? Mm-hmm. And then if you look deeper into it, it's not that hard. He's yeah. just taking screenshots of this, putting it up there, making it three times, that's three pieces of content. But people just, just blow up like, wait, I'm having trouble creating like two pieces of content one day, right? Mm-hmm. People are thinking about that. So that's really powerful. I mean, that's something that people are not realizing. And again, mm-hmm. mentioning about people are not, and you're right, you're right. Like anytime I post a content about, hey, this is what we did last week with my kids, it gets tons more likes than and if I talk about like, hey, I'm learning this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, surely I, I have trouble asking for money on on uh, on any social media talking about, you know, what I'm doing, what courses that I'm creating. Mm-hmm. But really good point. I mean, I, I definitely need to step up my game and put more pieces of content out there. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, one thing I'll, I'll mention um, – so, yeah, I saw that, you know, Gary's, a lot of people look at that, you know, how do you like 60, 100 pieces of content in a day? Like that's, like, what do you do? It's funny. So my brother is an architect and um, he, he works uh, uh, at a company and they were like, we can't. So this creating content looks like full-time job, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it is. And if you kind of like think about the way everything is changing, evolving, right? So all, every business is going online. Right. So how do you stand out for online is through content. Right. Yeah. And kind of my, my perspective is obviously, you know, it, it looks really crazy. It looks really difficult. It looks really overwhelming to start from like 60 pieces of content. So to me, I think the most important thing is consistency. So if someone's like, Hey, I cannot do 60 or in a, like even in a week, but I can probably do like one a day, one in mm-hmm. every, one every other day. So I'll be like, do that start from that point, but then commit to being consistent over a long Mm. period of time. Because, you know, nothing kind of works without consistency. I The example I give people is going to the gym. So if I go to the gym like one day and I do like the perfect like bicep curl, it's, it's, it's perfect. You know, the perfect weight, perfect form, everything is perfect. But I never go back again. Guess what? Nothing's going to happen, right? So it's about the consistency of, mm-hmm. of you know, showing up. So the same thing I, I tell people, do what you can with what you have right now. You don't even need like fancy tools. You know, this mm-hmm. tool is enough. This is all you need, yeah. Yeah, this is all you need. But try to be consistent. Um, and then slowly, obviously, you know, uh, do more and more and more. All right. So personal question. Mm-hmm. I've got a podcast that I started, right? The, the one that we're on about two years, you know, over two years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't market the podcast at all the first year because I was just creating content to document the journey as a, as a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. And then I started bringing in guests because I wanted to learn more about how, what is everybody else doing? Like, how did they go from side hustle to main hustle? How did they bring in, you know, money? How are they, how are they sustaining through podcasting and and you've got a great point you're you know 80 percent of what pat lynn's doing he's teaching 20 percent is he's like hey i've got a product here go support these guys go you know he's helping a lot of people so how do i i mean i I am putting my podcast out every week right every thursday there's a new episode out with a guest but do i market my podcast every day like what's what strategy do I need to go? Man, Pat mentioned, oh, yeah. right? Go ahead, go ahead. 
Pat mentions, I got to send an email out every time I have a new episode out. I'm, I'm struggling on emailing. Yeah. yeah. Um, be so, guests on other podcasts, but yeah, give me a little rundown. Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind. Such a, such a good question. Cause, um, you know, so many people have, like I started my YouTube channel. A lot of people are starting either YouTube channel or podcast, but then they're like, you know, how do we market? How do we bring people to it? One thing I'll, you know, a couple of things to think about, mm-hmm. uh, what's the goal of this podcast? Meaning, do you want to sell a product, a, a digital product, or are you ch- selling like services, right? Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, you know, do you want people to eventually, obviously the, the, the purpose of the podcast is to create content, educate people, but once you educate people, then they, it builds your personal brand. And when it builds your personal brand, they want to, for different solutions, they want to come back to you. Yeah. But, you know, and maybe you already have figured out that it's, is it a product that you want to sell? Is it a mm-hmm. service you want to sell? Or you want to just, you know, build your reputation or personal brand. So that's the first thing that I'll, I'll try to, um, you know, kind of like uh, uh, answer if I'm doing the strategy. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. thing is, let's say, just for the sake of example, let's say you do want to sell services, right? So you're mm-hmm. maybe you're running, uh, some people do like podcast production for other people. Some people do like digital solution or some type of services. The way I would look at podcasts is, so in that case, so if you're, if you're selling services, mm-hmm. And yep. you're you're using like podcasts as a channel. So technically you're in B2B business, right? So you're, yeah. in, you're selling services to other business owners. So what I would do is make a list of like 50 or 100 people that can potentially work with you. And then mm-hmm. one by one, invite them on the podcast. Because in this sort of example, we don't need numbers or we don't need like, you know, 10,000, 100,000 listeners, but we do need to talk or connect or network with the right people. Mm-hmm. So they trust us, there's a relationship, and then we can easily sell them our services, right? So what I would do is, you know, invite those to, uh, you know, 50 or 100 people, uh, one by one, make them on the podcast, there's no selling, make them look right. good, make them the, the center of the story, right? And then afterwards, um, it's just sort of like, uh, you know, promote the podcast on all of your social channel. If you have an email list, do yeah. that. But then in, in this example, the goal of the podcast is not to bring mass views or listeners. The goal is to build like deep relationship with the 50 or 100 people so we can sell our services to like 10 or 15 of those. Right. So in this example, I would probably, you know, share it on, on your social. You do have to, once the podcast is published, um, one kind of like a challenge with the uh, the audio platform is like podcast is the discoverability is not good. So people yeah. do like YouTube is a search first platform. Like people go to YouTube and search for different things, right? Mm-hmm. But people don't necessarily go to podcasts and searching for, hey, how do I, you know, what mic do I pick for my podcast? Or how do right. I create my okay. TikTok? Or how do I do X, Y, Z? So for that, if, if you don't have an audience on another channel, it, it's the podcast audience is very slow to build. Slow to so, build, build and grow, okay. Yeah, but do, you know, whether you do it yourself in the beginning or you do it, you know, maybe you hire an assistant or like a VA or outsource it. Mm-hmm. But in this example of like B2B sort of podcast, once that podcast goes, you know, live, I would definitely take like a two or three snippets Mm-hmm. share those snippets on different social media platforms, which, whichever one you're active on. In this example, B2B, we got to be on LinkedIn. 
Right. And I would tag the person, the person who was on um, as a guest, yeah, tag as a guest, right? Mm-hmm. But also think about who else is relevant to that. Mm-hmm. Meaning, let's say you had me on your show and I'm talking about TikTok and using TikTok for the business, right? And you take the, it, it, the podcast goes like, we take a two minute snippet, we put it on LinkedIn, you tag me, but then also think about who else is relevant person in your network who also, is, who also cares about like TikTok and also tag two or three of those people. Yeah. So basically, you know, you're making the guests look good, building a relationship with them. And then obviously on the back end, it's always like, hey, what do you do? What do you do? So it's, it's sort of like networking. Right. So that's yeah, kind of like one, you know, one thought that I have. The other is, let's say, if the goal of the, uh, of the podcast is like Pat Flint to sell digital products, then we do need more views. Mm. We do need more, you know, listeners because we, we have like a course that we want to sell. So let's say if that's your goal, then I would do it. Podcast itself does not have a lot of like discoverability, a lot of like yeah. views. Right. Yeah. So what I would do is, you know, pick a channel that has a lot of organic reach and, you know, two comes to mind, TikTok, right? Uh, Actually, surprisingly, one, the other one right now, as the time of recording this is Instagram Reels. Oh yes. Instagram Reels Reels has a lot of organic reach. Yeah. Uh, So what I would do is, so in this case, you know, after the podcast goes live, take the snippets, like 15 second snippets, and then put those on TikTok and Instagram Reels. But in this case, I would invite people on my show who has 10 times the audience of the 10 times the audience that I have on TikTok and Instagram reels. Oh, yeah. You know why, right? Yes. Because they, you know, they will They'll share the stuff and I'll get to access to their audience, right? But going back to, I think the, it, it's really important. Those are the two different, you know, the first example, we were trying to sell, you know, a, a service. And our goal was to connect with the CEOs or CMOs or decision makers. So we're not looking, in my opinion, we're not looking for like the number of, uh, you know, downloads. That's not the metric I would go after. Right. I would go after the quality of people I'm getting on my podcast. In the second example, we're looking, we need more eyeballs. We need like more reviews. Uh, we know you need more like, uh, you know, listeners, right? Because mm-hmm. we want to sell like digital product. Uh, in that example, uh, I would definitely find a way to one have people who are influential on the uh, on the podcast yeah tag them share them get them to you know share it in some cases you know what some people do they create like small snippets of podcasts or interviews and they send it to the guest afterwards mm-hmm. so like, guests yeah. can publish that you know because it's kind of like hey we were like hey you, you were a guest on my show would you mind sharing that's one thing but if you actually also send them the assets yeah you're making their it's job easier. easier. Um, but in, the, in, in this example, probably in both too, um, I would definitely focus on find a way to build an email list with the podcast. No, right? great, 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 great. This, these are awesome. And wow. And I've been seeing like, I've been seeing recurrence of this and, and I've seen what Pathlon's doing. I see what everyone is doing around this area. You know, not a lot of people are putting podcasts on YouTube. I mean, sure, there's video podcasting, but I don't know what kind of traffic that's going to drive because unless you are the big, the big, you know, the big guys like Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan, right? Nobody's going to yeah. come watch a two-hour-long podcast episode. Yeah. Two things I'll mention, Janet, real quick. Mm-hmm. So one is from the, the conversation that I, we just had. Yeah. There's, there's so many things, right? So in my 
five minutes, I probably listed down. If you made a list, like there's like 15 action items, right? There's, yeah, there's a emails, ton of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram reels, and TikTok, or you know, YouTube, or, or LinkedIn, or snippet. I would not personally. I would not do all of them at the same time. Right. I would only pick one or maybe like two. And obviously, my rule is do what's easy for you, but something that you can do consistently. Yeah. Uh, you know, people like Patlin, Gary Vee, they have teams now. They've got right? teams. So they can they can afford to do a bunch of stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick like one or two activities that can produce the the biggest the biggest bang for my buck, right? Yeah. I don't have I have YouTube, I don't have podcasts, I have an email list, but I don't send emails, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of like you know, I pick I pick the games I want to play, I pick the games I want to play and I can win instead of being yeah. like all uh, everywhere. everywhere. Right. Yeah. And eventually, yeah, I, you know, as I put more focus, as things change, as I grow my team, there will mm-hmm. be more and more things. I used to be super active on Quora. Mm-hmm. I'm not now, right? I used yeah. to be very active on LinkedIn. Now, not that much. Mm-hmm. Now my main channels are like TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube. Like six months ago, it was different. So yeah. I, I'm a big fan of once you understand what, what the goal is and what channel you're using, podcast or YouTube, then make a list of all the things that you could do, but then pick like one or two or three that you can easily do, but nice. do it yeah. consistently because consistency is something that's going to produce the, uh, the result. So that's the first thing I was going to say. And I forgot about the second one. I, it might come back. <laughs> awesome. I, I really like it. I mean, you've got constant, you got content consistency over a long period of time and yeah. you're going to have those results. And they, of course, having a focus on what do what do I want to get out of the podcast? I mean, yeah. and you're absolutely right. My my main mission is to number one connect with the guests on a deeper level, and we definitely have connected on a deeper level. Understanding, you know, where you come from, your background, and you know, my background, and having that connection. I think it really it's it's been like I've mentioned this on many episodes before. Like this is my favorite part of all the things that I do, right? Then uh, I do have a VA. I do have a you know a little bit of team that that's helping me with promoting the podcast. So far, I've been posting it inside my own groups. I don't know if that's helping, but on Facebook pages and and uh, there's some activity on LinkedIn that we're building up. But yeah, over time we're getting there. So we have all those snippets. We have you know those uh, carousels, but reels. That that's a really good point. I think even Pat mentioned you know this is what he's something he did for like. 10 days straight, you know, just putting putting Instagram reels up there and how much um, more traffic he was able to generate. Yeah. And one other thing I'll, I'll mention, and this is my personal perspective. I don't have a podcast right now. Um, it's, it's on my list. It's on my to-do uh, mm-hmm. in future, maybe. Um, one mistake, I th- not mistake, but I think it's sort of like a different tactic. Most of the podcasts that you look at, um, they're kind of like stories, right? So mm-hmm. even like this right here, I shared my story, like my yeah. background, uh, your background, you, you know, so how I, you know, became what I do today. If you, especially in the beginning, when we're not like Gary V's or Pat Flynn's or Joe Rogan or Lewis House, people mm-hmm. don't really, people care less about our stories. People care more about the problems they have and the solution they're looking for, right? And the the reason I say that is most of the people who put their uh, podcast on YouTube, 
the titles they use is sort of like, you know, social media marketing with Ali Mirza or, mm-hmm. you know, interview with Ali Mirza. But the yeah. thing is, no one really cares about Ali's no. story. What people care about is, hey, how do I grow on Instagram? How do I make my email list grow? How do I, you know, get 10% uh, 10x ROI on Facebook? So I think coming back to, especially in the beginning, if I have a podcast, instead of making it story-based, I'll make it the the education base, right? So what mm-hmm. are the problems? So for example, instead of having, you know, let's talk social media strategies with Ali, we can say the five steps small businesses can take to grow on TikTok with Ali Mirza. So yeah. the second part is it tells who the guest is. The first yeah. part is something that people might be searching for, right? The best Absolutely. way to research Instagram hashtags with, xyz person right Mm -hmm. so that's a kind of like you know i think the the small in the beginning of uh, any like podcaster or uh any sort of show i will make it it, there's a lot of uh you know uh, to be said about you know telling story i'm a huge fan of like storytelling right but i think especially when the the numbers are small and if you want to leverage youtube um you know see if you can make it more search-based and the things talk about the things that people are actually struggling with no, that I, think, sense. I think that's that's an excellent point. And a lot of the times, like actually all of my episode titles start with a how to blah, 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 blah. How to learn, how do you grow? How do you, you know, use this for that? And, you know, but I do start with episode number, the name of the guest and then how to title. Mm-hmm. But I could flip it around where they see the how to title first. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, this is the person I'm talking to. Yep. to make I mean, I could go back and do that. I mean, <laughs> I've got a VA, uh, but um, I'm also posting every single episode on a website as well. So it's kind of like trying driving traffic to SEO, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're putting the entire transcript of the episode on there as well. So it's text, you know, there's text heavy. Again, there's, there's a ton of things to do, right? You can, all, you can only get away with so many. But again, in time, I think in time, just having that consistency yep. is going to play out over time. Yeah. One thing I'll mention, I mean, don't, I, like I said, I don't do podcasts. I don't send emails. Mm-hmm. I don't do Quora. I don't do SEO. I yeah. don't even write blog articles, right? So there, I think one thing I'll mention to people listening, don't feel when you pick what you want to you know, compete or kind of like pick your battle, don't feel bad. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I decided not to do podcasts, right? That's my decision. I decided exactly. I was active on Quora. Quora was bringing me a lot of traffic, but now the, the things changed. So the strategy mm-hmm. changed, right? So don't feel, I think it goes back to, you know, make a list of everything, but then don't try to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to pick, you got to pick uh, which one's easy to do. Like you mentioned, what's easy to do, what's, um, you know, easily accomplish before you say, Oh, I want to do all these 10 things. Like one of, one of them, my great friends who was on LinkedIn, she's like, you know, LinkedIn's not doing for me. I'm not going to hang out on LinkedIn anymore. So she closed off her account. She's now solely focused on TikTok and she's, she's got a good number of followership and she's even brought a whole bunch of guests through TikTok. You know, she's, She's the host of Unconventional Leaders. I don't know if you've heard of it before, Heather Parody. She's amazing. She's been she's doing some really awesome things. 
Well, Ali, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And I feel that I'm on edge. Like the way I'm talking, it's crazy. But um, I'm just super excited to be able to talk to you and bring you and talk, you know, learn these awesome tips that you've shared with us. I do have some questions that I ask my guests mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode. Let's go. So, all right, let's get started. Yeah. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Uh, so actually, you know, it's content. Uh, I think uh, I started my business back in, oh, am I supposed to be brief for this question? Or? No, you can, you okay. can go. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, when I started my business back in 20, I want to say 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. So I focus a lot on the services. So um, I was speaking at local events, getting clients, you know, doing services, making money. And it was good, right? Because I was making a lot of clients came and I made money, but I was not really creating content for me, you know, under my name or creating my Mm -hmm. personal brand. So I think that was the mistake, which I do now. I made a decision this year at the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. to create, you know, take uh, my TikTok and YouTube more seriously and put more focus on building my personal brand. But I think that's a, and the reason I know you asked about like hobby, to me, content creation is a hobby. Absolutely. Um, so I wish I got into this sooner uh, because I think it's the, um, as you know, we're sort of a hobby and hustle, right? So whenever we saw like a hobby business, right? So especially digital business, or if you're uh, doing the services, uh, marketing, SEO, uh, building apps, Obviously, when we start, we need clients, right? So we yeah. go after people. But I think the goal should be to get to a point where clients come to us, right? And then yes. personal brand reputation, that allows you to get to that point. Um, and I think that's why content creation and building a personal brand is is huge. And I wish I, you know, I did this sooner. Nice. I love that answer. I mean, now that everybody's heard that content creation is a hobby, everybody was going to answer the same question. I wish I was doing this more, but, <laughs> but each one of us take a different journey and, and like the way our human mind works and, you know, it's, it's just beautiful just to see that process. Like I love going back in time and saying, Oh, what was I doing at this time? How do I get to this point? Like how, how did I come to create the studio of this yeah. proportion? Like I had no desire to have something like this last year. Right. So it, it all just comes together when, we are ready. You know, Janae, one thing I'll share quickly. Uh, uh, a lot of people, so you know how you, mostly people in the digital space, you know how like information overload and we read a lot of articles and podcasts and um, interviews and it becomes like a, you know, we kind of consume a lot of content and then it yes. kind of takes space in, in our brain. I, I'm no different. I did the same mm-hmm. thing. I still do the same thing. I think I consume a lot more, but What's funny is when I started creating content, a lot of, if you go back to my, you know, my TikTok and watch some of my content, most mm-hmm. of these are like small tips. Hey, hey, how do you do X, Y, Z? This is how I did it. So what I started doing was as I was like consuming content, I asked, I kind of like promised myself, hey, for everything I consume, I'm going to try to produce something. So when I started doing that, it did two things. One, it kind of, it helped me create content easily mm-hmm. Two, It kind of created some space in my mind that, Hey, um, I did something with the information. I did something with the, the consumption, uh, you know, all the, 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 the new things I learned. Yeah. So I think it, it uh, that was like game changer for me, not just 
in the sense that it built my personal brand, but also it was, it was an outlet for me to share what I was learning. And I think it made me more productive. No, absolutely. I think that's, that's an excellent point because when you tell your, when you tell your subconscious, Hey, this is what I got to do. Every time I can consume 10 videos, I got to create one video. Every time I consume 15 videos, I got to create one video that, so that tells you like, Hey, time's up, buddy. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. Awesome. I like it. What did you want to be when you were a child? You know, um, Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> um, okay. But I was very, my, my background, my family was a family of engineers. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. Uh, I, my first degree was electrical from, from school. But I played a lot of cricket. I played a lot of soccer. But I don't think I had the, the clarity um, in my mind to have a goal as far as, hey, I want to become this when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. Um, for the longest time, I remember that I wanted to be a pilot, like an mm. airplane pilot. But somewhere around along the way, what happened is well, I got introduced to computers and the rest is history. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, like when I first moved to the uh, California or the U.S., mm-hmm. I picked about a, a part of computer and combined like two computer pieces together into one. Because I was just so fascinated by these. I spent hours and my uncle would be calling me. He's like, come for dinner. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm building this computer right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? So I don't watch TVs other than sports. So I watch mm-hmm. all the, the NBAs and uh, NFL, especially the playoffs, because that's when mm-hmm. the fun starts. That's the fun starts, yeah. And, uh, you know, movie, I don't really have like a favorite movie, but I do, as far as the genre, I, I like horror mm-hmm. and I like um, uh, like drama. So those are the two, but I don't really have like a one favorite like movie. Okay. I don't even like the other kind of like uh, um, interesting or thing about me is I, if I watch movie once, mm-hmm. I don't watch it again. Yeah. So I never watch it. Yeah. And maybe I watched it like 10 years ago and I don't <laughs> even remember what happened. And I know there are people who will watch, you know, matrix or whatever their favorite Harry, Harry Potter, like their favorite movie, like 10 times. Mm. Um, I never watch a movie again. Cause you've already consumed it. You understand what was to take from it. Yeah. Or to me, like if I'm watching it again, I know like what's going to happen. Right. Even if I watched it like a while ago, I know that this is going to this is the next thing. And I like to keep it to me. Like if I'm watching a movie, uh, like I want to keep it suspense. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know like what's next, what's coming next. You want that uncertainty like uh, Tony Robbins mentioned. Right. Yep. All right. Well, this question is going to be interesting. For you, I mean, since you don't watch a lot of movies, but you might have watched one that like you liked. So what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Ooh, uh, so that's an interesting question. Um, I recently watched a movie where um, actually on, on the plane, I'm going blank on the name. It was uh, actually The Legend. So mm-hmm. Will Smith, I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it kind of like in the world is crashing down and he was the only person alive yeah so that's the kind of the plot of the movie and that's the movie i would play because just because it was so much fun him um just by himself trying to figure everything out because 
I think it was the the virus takeover and it yeah killed like everyone and he's the only person alive with his dog so I think that's that kind of like it seems interesting you know figuring out like how do you he was able to find people there were other people he found yeah, he was one, but it, towards the end he did find other people yeah uh, but yeah that's I think that's that that's seems interesting to me right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely there's my kids jumping in all right next question who is your favorite superhero or superhero power um big fan of superman and um i don't know why it's just the i think that's the one of the cartoons i watched a lot when i was uh, growing up uh so that's like uh you know if i someone offered me i would say make me the superman nice i like it <laughs> all right last question if you were a board game what would it be Ooh, um, I never played actually board games as much, so I'll take a pass. <laughs> Most of the um, interesting things that, uh, you know, I was growing up, I always preferred being outside. So I wanted to go out, play soccer. I wanted to be out, you know, especially growing up in Pakistan, cricket was big, still big, right? So I wanted to play cricket. That's why I, I never got really big into like playing video games or like watching movies or TV shows because I always wanted to go out and, you know, be outside and play games. That's so awesome. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, when I was growing up in Saudi, um, I used to play, you know, cricket, soccer and basically be outside because number one, we didn't have a lot of television stations to watch. And I just got into movies somewhere around the way somewhere around my life like it was just exciting to you know consume content in that way and that basically took me to another you know to a path of uh being a film producer and you know producing films and short films so that's what i've done in the past few years and it's been super exciting and combining that knowledge into podcasting into all the things that i'm doing now is has been super super exciting uh, as a user experience designer, that's, that's, you know, that's my main gig. It's, it's fun to see how the little parts inside everything work together. So really cool. So Ali, we know we can find you on TikTok and on Instagram and all the social media. So we'll be, make sure to, you know, plug those into the bottom of the podcast show notes. Um, is there one specific place that you like people to uh, find you more than others so i'm actually uh tiktok instagram and uh, youtube that's the the channels that those are like the top of my list these days and now i am at ali mirza 2k on all of those and i'm sure we'll link those up but yeah you can find me on those channels send me a dm send me a message i'm always on social media doing you know interesting stuff well, thank you so much, Ali. This was a ton of fun. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, let you know when the episode goes live. Thank you so uh, so much for your time and the amazing tips. We'll definitely keep in touch. Thanks again so much. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.